How different would your life be if you could hit the back roads more often while still bringing in a healthy income? Welcome to the Roadpreneur Podcast, where I'll show you how to blend entrepreneurship with exploration, camping with more cash, and the RV lifestyle with recurring revenue that'll let you go off-grid more often. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, and for over a decade, I've helped hundreds of businesses get off the ground and grow behind the scenes. Now I'm bringing those strategies, marketing ideas, and copywriting expertise to the forefront through this podcast. The tips and the strategies that I'm sharing here are designed specifically for that RV lifestyle, which as you know, has its own set of challenges, hurdles, and uphill struggles. I'm going to help you love the work you do and find that elusive balance so that you can experience more of what this crazy, beautiful world has to offer. Hit subscribe, head to roadpreneur.com to sign up and get updated on all the new episode releases. But for now, let's jump into the episode. Hey there, and welcome to another Roadpreneur episode where I'm going to be getting a little bit vulnerable with you. If you know me and you've been around my corners of the web or we've ever met in person, you probably know that I'm not afraid to get vulnerable, not afraid to just open up and share the wins, the losses, the failures, all the things. So that's what this episode's going to be about. And more specifically, it's going to be about some of the big changes that I've made or am making to my business or I've seen other people making to their business. And this is a really important conversation to have whether you've been in business for a long time like I have been, or if you're just getting started. Because I believe, I firmly, firmly believe that we all need this permission slip to make changes, to adjust how we show up in the world, to shift how we are sharing our knowledge, sharing our services, our talents, whatever it is that we do best, sharing that with others. And so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about the reasons why I have made a couple of really big shifts in my own businesses this year and what you can learn from that for your own businesses. So this is going to be especially important to talk through. If you've been wondering, I don't know, things feel like they need to change a little bit, but I'm just not sure how or or do I need to at all or am I going to ruin everything by making a big change? My hope after listening to this episode, you're going to have confidence. You're not going to you know, ruin everything or or lose too many people or you're not going to lose the right people anyway by leaning into change. So before I dive into that conversation, I want to just let you know I'm going to be using a couple of jargony type terms. So let's define them from the get-go so that when they do pop up in my conversation with you on this podcast, you're not going to be, you know, scratching your head saying, what on earth is she talking about? And that's never a good feeling. I don't like to be vague. I want you to know exactly what I mean when I say these terms. So the first term is going to be data-centric. Data-centric is different than data-driven. Data-centric specifically talks to centering your ideas on data, but there's also a huge human element to this. So data in and of itself has two different components. You can have qualitative data. Qualitative data is the kind of data that is I guess you can say it's high quality. It is high quality, but it's more of the verbal data. This is the type of data that you can get based on conversations that you have, conversations that you see happening in Facebook groups or on Reddit threads or wherever it is that your customers and you are hanging out. Qualitative data can be those phone conversations that you have with a client. It can be the questions that continuously come up on your Zoom calls, things like that. You can't put a number behind them. 
but it's still data. It's more that verbal data. And then there's quantitative data. This is the kind of data that you can quantify or attach a number to. So this is your analytics. This is how many people are landing on your website, how many email subscribers you have, what is your opt-in page conversion rate, how many people are from visitors to actually going through and signing up to your list, how, what does that conversion rate look like, what are your social media followers, what's your money like, how many people are you getting to sign up and pay you each and every single month. Things like that are quantitative. So when I say data-centric, what I'm talking about is taking both the qualitative, those feedback, the conversations, the verbal data, and quantitative, the analytics, the, the numbers, the facts, the figures, and merging them together. And then as a buffer around that, data-centric instead of data-driven, data-driven would be just taking only those metrics and making a decision based on them. Data-centric then adds in a third layer. And that is human intuition. It's just being a good person and putting your brain to all the data that you have in front of you and using your human brain power to make a decision. So it's not solely relying on numbers. It's not solely relying on what people are saying. It's being able to read in between the lines. And then that leads me into the second term that you're probably going to be hearing me talk a lot about on this episode, and that is empathy. Empathy is something that I talk about non-stop. And the reason why is because it is so important. It is so important to operate through a lens of empathy. So what does it mean? What does it empathy actually mean? Well, empathy means looking at somebody that you know that you love and you want to help, taking that person and understanding what their worldview is like, understanding how they're feeling What are they thinking? How do they move through their day and what goes through their thought process as they do that? What are they doing about those thoughts and those feelings? And what are they saying to others? Understanding all of that will really help you to take a more empathetic standpoint instead of just looking at and saying something like, I can help you with that. You can really elaborate on it and say, I know you're thinking this and you're probably feeling this. You might even be doing this. And you probably are saying this, but let me tell you, I can help you shift from this phrase, like a pain point or something that's like, I'm so frustrated or I don't know what to do anymore, to a positive, like, oh man, I finally got over that hump or I'm feeling better. Those are very vague examples, but that's what empathy looks like. It's taking somebody from a position of pain or feeling like they're somehow in pain to feeling really good and being that medicine that they need to get through a challenge and come out on the other side feeling better and thinking better thoughts and living a better life as a result. So that's what empathy is. It's just understanding that person's worldview, understanding how they move through this world. And then, of course, an empathy-driven business is figuring out how you can step in and help them and serve them in that regard. So I said at the beginning of this episode that I'm going to be talking to you about a couple of really big changes that I have made in my business, and both of those changes have stemmed from data-centric empathy, taking the data, looking at the numbers behind how I'm showing up and where I'm showing up, looking at the feedback that I've gotten over the past year, and then also leaning into empathy. What do I know about the people on the other side of the screen? Are they my people? Are they the right people for me? What do I know about them? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they saying and doing? And when you can really understand that, 
You can make really quality and very sound decisions with a lot less risk. So again, I said that this is a good episode for you if you've been in business for a long time and just feel like you have something that needs to change, or if you are just starting out but you're afraid to take that next step because you're like, I don't know, once I put it out into the world, it has to be perfect. And if it's not, I'm going to ruin my reputation. It's just not the case. So to illustrate my point about how I have added empathy into my business and used data to make really sound business decisions, I'm going to tell you two different stories, and you might be able to hear yourself in either of these stories. The first is my story about Roadpreneur itself. And when I very first got started, I knew I was just kind of dipping my toe in to see if this was going to be a thing. Do people really want to be part of a membership? The answer was a resounding yes. They loved the ability to be part of the membership. They loved the ability to connect with others. And through the course of gathering all that data, listening to conversations, seeing how people interacted in these Facebook groups and in all these different spaces, these like little corners of where we were meeting and talking, I really understood that community and having that sounding board was very, very critical. So I took that need, I turned it into a membership, and then I realized I need to be able to go deeper than what I can each and every single month. And so I cracked it apart into one, which is like a very It's building that very firm foundation for how to create a business and design a life that lets you travel. Now, this can be any kind of a business. I may be changing that soon. More on that in another episode. Maybe changing that soon. But the reason why I bring it up is because I really wanted to create this very firm foundation for how you can design your business because there are across the board, no matter what business model you are, whether it's a membership, a course creator a product-based business, there's this foundational element that you have to have in place in order to insulate yourself from having to work and always be on 24-7. That's just exhausting and that's not the roadpreneurial way. So I broke out the membership, which is delivering these monthly marketing templates, and I realized from that feedback that I needed to have something foundational as well to help people just really lay that groundwork and understand better how to create a business besides just hoping every single month I'm going to get some sales. No, it's designing the business model, forming the business model, and then crafting your message and really delivering content that that's what's going to help people understand what you have to offer and really get you out into the world in a way that is going to be well-received and feels really, really good for you. So that's how I realized that both of these elements needed to have different spots. So fast forward, that was started 2022 with just the membership, brought in the course in uh, I believe it was August of 2022, ran my first round of the course. And what I heard during that course, again, going back to this data, this empathy, what I heard during that course was, oh my gosh, I'm drinking from a fire hose. I need more time. I need more time with you. What do I do afterwards? How do I get the help that I need? And Being somebody who does operate from a place of empathy, I realized that what I had originally started as a 12-week course was just not enough for what I was asking them to do and helping them walk through. And so what I did instead is I extended it. Instead of 12 weeks, we're going to do 12 months together. And for those 12 months, you can try things. You can either succeed wonderfully or you can fail at something or just kind of come up short and say that didn't quite work out how I wanted it to. What can, what did I do? What can I do differently? What's off here? And in being able to expand that course, 
I've seen more progress from my people. My students are getting more help. They are doing more with the the time that they have with the modules. They're actually taking the time to implement the systems instead of rushing through and hoping that something sticks. They're creating those important habits. Things like that are so much better. And then just rushing through a course and just say, well, I'm done. Good luck. Have fun. That's not how I like to operate. I want to make sure that every single person I work with gets results. So the next challenge came. So that was one way that I operated with empathy and I adjusted. But then the next challenge came when I realized that it was getting very confusing. One of the benefits of being in the course is that you get as a bonus a membership inside the Roadpreneur community too. So the Roadpreneur School is where you can learn the foundational elements of building that business, designing that life around travel. The Roadpreneur Community is a monthly marketing playbook that changes each and every single month, but just gives you these small new tactics to try in accordance with the calendar and what's going on in the world around us. So, you know, New Year's is different than Christmas time and Black Friday is very different than the summer when everything's slower and people are traveling typically. And so I had these two different spaces. If you're in the school, then you're in both of them. And I realized there's a lot of confusion specifically around where to ask questions, how to ask the questions, and where to get that input and that support that you need as you're moving through them. And that sent me down this really big rabbit hole of bringing these two spaces together. The very first thing that I did is I moved us over to Slack. And Slack is an excellent place to have a container for your course or your community and your membership or, you know, all these different spaces. It was great to have everyone together, but still there was a lot of confusion, specifically because the platform that I used for logging people into the different course and the community, the membership, was two different logins. And it was very, very confusing. Well, after moving us over to Slack, I found a new platform that brings it all together, the conversation, the learning materials, the events, all the different co-working that we do and the Q&As that we do and the live coaching calls. It brought it all together into one space. And so as much of a headache as it has been for me, but then also a little bit for my students having to download a new app and, and move over and have a conversation in a new spot, it's been very well received because I noticed that people were not logging in to the first course platform, and now they're logging in daily to this one. And I come from a SaaS software as a service world. I used to work really closely with software companies. That's where I started my career, and I still work with several SaaS companies. And one of the things that we measure is daily active users or monthly active users. Well, in measuring that for my own course and my own membership, I realized the number was very low when the two platforms were separate. The number was very low when they had to try and juggle where to go to log in to get the information that they needed. It was just too difficult. The link that I had given to them was not an easy one to follow. I couldn't even rattle it off for you because it's just full of letters and numbers and you would have had to bookmark it in order to find it. And so to constantly have to be going back to that just seemed really difficult and unnecessarily cumbersome. (laughs) It just was way too hard for what it needed to be. As roadpreneurs, we like simplicity. We like ease. We like to breathe and just know where to show up and just have things really stable, simple. And everything that I was delivering was the opposite of that. So I was helping people create a life full of simplicity and ease and 
and structure and systems and freedom. And yet I wasn't giving it to them with the platforms that I was using. And so we have very, very recently, early January, started this big shift over to the app called Heartbeat. And I absolutely love it. Everything is now in one place. And like I said, the feedback and the, and the activity in there has been higher and better. So the feedback has been that people just, they have more fun with it. They're having a really good time with it. We've got like a bingo board that you can do right when you come in. And so we're, we're having a prize going right now for the rest of the month where if you complete your bingo board of just going through and doing things in heartbeat, and then also doing things for yourself and for your business, you have the chance to win a prize. We did this last month too, just for fun. It's just a way to get things a little bit stickier, have some fun with it, and really lean into where people want to be. So if you are thinking of making a big change in your business, if you are starting a business and worried that you're not on the right platform, not doing the right things, I want to reassure you, you absolutely can make changes midway. The key here is to communicate why you're making those changes to your audience. The moment that I saw a bunch of light bulbs go off in people's eyes and say, oh my goodness, this makes sense, is I did a very simple Zoom call. We did a little bit of networking and then I jumped right into why I made these changes and I showed them on my screen very, very specifically why I'm making these changes, how it's going to make their life easier. So from a messaging standpoint, they understood this is necessary so that my life can be better. They saw the points of friction that they had before and how this change was going to remove them. And the signup was so easy that many people did it when we were on the call. All of a sudden, I saw a bunch of people coming in on the call and I was like, yes, 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 yes. We're getting it done. People are coming in. They're, they're definitely leaning into this new platform. Okay. That is just one area that I've changed in my business over the last year based on data and empathy alike. The second thing that I changed is for my other business, Cruising and Campfires. If you're not familiar, I started Cruising and Campfires late 2020 after coming home from a road trip with my family. And I realized I wanted to have a business that really inspired people to have that same kind of freedom, that same flexibility travel with their families, specifically for families with younger kids, how you can overcome those hurdles of traveling with younger children, especially when you're going camping, when it seems like there could be a few more risks when you're outside, maybe. It can also feel a little bit harder if you're doing all the cooking all the time, or that's what it feels like. But there's so much beauty behind it, and I wanted to show people what that beauty looked like. And so I I started this company with that mission. I had no idea how it was going to play out. The first thing I did was I built these road trip boxes for kids and I also built camping kits for kids to take camping and have, you know, fun activities to do while they were at the campground. Well, very quickly, even though that was well received, very quickly I realized that was kind of difficult for me. I felt this pressure to have something for every single different age group and I hadn't really thought through it enough yet when I launched it, but every child is different, every age group is different, and the children's interests change very, very quickly. And so I had to have lots of different boxes for each of them if I was going to continue to get these repeat customers. And that to me did not sound fun. It didn't sound like something I wanted to do. And because of that, I had empathy for myself. And I knew I'm thinking that this sounds hard. I'm feeling that it is hard. I'm doing it anyway and slogging through it and not enjoying it. And I really want to, you know, I was creating products for the kids, but really 
I would love to create products for the moms. I want to create products for someone who's just like me. And I was having more fun looking at products for parents than I was at looking for products for kids. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. But primarily, it was because we typically will build a business for our past version of ourselves, or we will build a business for something that sparks our own interest. Business is not completely altruistic, where it's just purely out of service. It also has to be a service to us as well. And that's something that I think a lot of people get wrong, is you're not building a business only to serve others. You're also building a business to serve yourself. And that to me was really important. And I leaned into that and I listened to that hard. And I realized I was going down the wrong rabbit hole. So I shifted. And when I shifted, one thing that had really caught my eye and I thought was really fun at the time, still do think it's really fun, still does catch my eye, is a subscription box. So I kickstarted it. I thought every month I can put stuff in it, little things, little adventures, invitations for adventure every month where it can be something fun for my audience and it can be something fun for the people receiving it. And I did it for a little over a year. And in December, I again just felt the weight of it. It wasn't as fun. The expectations around a subscription box are different than around a product. Throughout that entire journey, throughout the kid boxes, throughout the subscription box, what I realized was a couple of things. First of all, no one goes around saying that they want to buy a box. That doesn't sound very fun. And here I wanted to be a fun company. Second of all, Lumping a bunch of products together and hoping a couple of them stick is not a good business model. And it felt like that's kind of what ended up happening because you never know what the kids' interests are going to be. And so, hey, if two out of the three of these activities stick, well, then excellent. Well, that's not great. It doesn't make me feel very good. So I decided to stop that too. The same thing with the subscription box. I wanted there to be a theme to either, was a theme to each and every box, but it started to feel difficult. Like if I were to send out a product and then Some products landed really hard and everyone loved them. And then other products were like, ah, that's cool and all, but I don't know if I need it, right? So we shifted again. (laughs) And I realized that throughout all of that, what was happening was there was something that my family was using to simplify our life. We all loved it. And so why would I not put that together as a product and then sell it? And when I realized I wanted to sell that, I said, well, oh, and there's also this related product that we use and I just make and I've never ever seen it out there before and it makes our lives so much better and so much easier. Why again would I not lean into that and create that as a product? And I went out and I looked at the market. I gathered that qualitative data, the feedback, the reviews, the social media posts, the questions being asked. I gathered the quantitative feedback. What's being sold over on Etsy? What are some of these products that I'm looking at making? How are they doing? Is there interest there? Do people want to buy them? And so I gathered all of that and I realized it's time for a change. So I hope that somebody will take over the Cruising and Campfires box because I would definitely be one of the first subscribers to it. But for me specifically to be putting it together, it's just not the right fit anymore. It's not to say I don't love it. I still love the concept. It's just not for me when I'm going to be leaning in hard to this other thing that I've really always deep down inside wanted to create. And it leans right back into that core why of why I started the business, Cruising and Campfires. And so in creating this model and making this shift, I'm now able to really show up and serve in a much better way, in a stronger way. I'm also able to simplify 
my business, which is going to feel really nice. Subscription boxes are more complex than they seem on the surface. (laughs) I learned that. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that complexity if you want to have that complexity. I did not want to have it anymore. It was becoming a little bit too difficult for me, and so I stepped aside. I'm stepping aside. There's other subscription boxes out there. I just, it was not the right move for me right now. Also, as RVers, we like simplicity and we like ease. Now we're just going to go into road for new cruising and campfires together. We like ease. We like simplicity. We just like to keep things easy breezy simple, right? And so having one login lets us accomplish that goal. Not having new stuff every single month lets us accomplish that goal. Everyone's RV is different. Everyone's RV lifestyle is different. And so being able to keep it very simple and create something that answers that very specific lifestyle, but also answers those very broad needs is much more powerful. And in making the big change this year, I am feeling a lot better. I'm feeling a lot lighter. And I know my customers are going to benefit from that. They're going to feel that because the friction is gone. The confusion is gone. Now it's just going to become very simple, very easy. So as we move through 2023, I hope that you'll hit the subscribe button and follow along on this journey. I will absolutely be sharing the lessons learned, the ups and the downs throughout it. And I'm going to be sharing the lessons that you can take and learn for your own business as well. So I hope that this has been helpful to you. I hope that it's leaving you encouraged and inspired to just take some steps forward. Approach your business through that data-centric lens. Approach your business with empathy. And as you do, you can make very strategic decisions or adjustments or changes that are going to feel good not only for you, but also for your customers. I'd love for you to hit the subscribe button, leave a review if this has helped you. And I cannot wait to see you next Tuesday, same time, same place. Bye.